0: Hello and welcome to this episode of Dinner Time Discipleship. You've got your mom here, Christine, and I've got just my kids. Dad's out right now. So I have Noah. Hi. I have Eva. Your mom. Your mama. And Lila. Hi. Hi, cheerful one. Okay, Okay. so we're going to be talking about James 4 today. So we've been marching through the book of James. Mm -hmm. um, And we're going to talk about some of the things we just finished um, listening to James 4, and we made some notes, and we're going to be talking about it together, and I think that we're going to have some really interesting things to discuss. Do you have something to say, Leela?
1: I have a lot of stuff written down.
0: Great. So. I can't wait to hear what you have to say. So, they start, he, James starts off this chapter talking about how there's fights and quarrels among you. Do you know what a quarrel is, Leela? I'm not talking about where where Nemo lives. A quarrel. Do you guys know what a quarrel is, Noah? Eva? Argument. Yeah, a quarrel is a disagreement or an argument. Okay, so he talks about you know what causes these quarrels and fights among you. Noah, what is it, he said, that causes people to quarrel and fight? What they want. What they want?
2: Yeah, they're trying to get something they want until they fight.
0: Yeah, they're trying to get something that they want. So he's saying it's your own desires that are battling within you. Yeah. Now, is it wrong to want things? No. No. Okay. Is it wrong to fight because you want things? Yes. Oh, is um, it?
1: Yes, but also um, I wrote some. I've uh, written something down about that. What did you write? It's the. Um, it? Oh, I right, know. Um. So it's the like you desire what you want, but you don't get it, so you kill.
0: Uh huh. Okay. So. You're saying that every time you want something, if you fight for it, it's wrong.
3: Mm-hmm. But what if
0: you want... It's not wrong. You're saying it's not wrong? What do you mean?
3: I guess it depends on what you're fighting for. Like... It's
0: not wrong to fight if, depending on what it is?
3: Mm-hmm. Like, if you're fighting... Like, uh, when people fought for America's freedom. Was that wrong? No.
0: No. Um, What if you're fighting a spiritual battle? Is that wrong? Like if you're fighting, maybe, you know, like um, you feel temptation to do something wrong. That's not wrong to fight evil, is it? It's not.
1: It's not wrong at
0: all. Well, okay. So when he's saying that there's these fights and quarrels among you, he's saying these are disagreements between people. So I want a whole bunch of money and you're standing in my way so I'm gonna fight you. Or I really want the wall to be purple and you really want it to be yellow and so I'm gonna fight you. That's the kind of fighting that he's saying, like this is not okay. You have these evil, not evil necessarily, maybe evil, but you have these desires within you and you fight over them because you love what you want more than you love that person. I think that's the point that James is trying to make there, that you love what you want more than you love anything else. That's what I see a lot of disagreements between grownups being caused by, that you love, love your desires most. You kind of almost make an idol of your desires. And, um, you know, God's not saying like, oh, I don't ever want you to have, have anything great. He's saying, you know, if you want something, ask.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: If you want a brand new car, ask. That doesn't mean that God has to give you everything that you ask for. And you know maybe maybe that's not exactly what God wants you to have maybe it maybe it is I don't know but that's not the point. The point is what do you really truly love um, and if you're asking with wrong motives yes. then yes. you aren't gonna get what you want What does that mean Leela to ask with wrong motives what well, is he talking I don't about
1: no really what motives mean but I know what he means by that explain well um like if you if you Ask with the wrong words, I guess? Like, if you ask with the wrong words, then I'm trying to think of another word except for, like, motive because that one's
0: kind of hard to explain because I don't even really know. Noah, can you explain what it means to ask for something with wrong motives? It means
2: like you ask for something when you're greedy. Like, like God. Slow down, I,
0: I can't understand you.
2: It means like you ask for something when you're greedy. It's like you're saying, God, I want a million dollars
0: now or something like that.
3: It doesn't have to be greedy. Like if you wanted, you could ask God to kill someone.
0: Okay, so what does that mean though? What is your motive? What does it mean to have a wrong motive? You're your like, motives you're, you're
2: are
3: that. evil. You're, you're trying to hurt someone. You're doing something bad.
0: So when I hear the word motive, I think of motor. Yeah. You know motor, like make something go? Uh-huh. So when you have a motive... It's what's driving your behavior. It's what decides your behavior, the purpose behind your behavior. So, if I really want a million dollars and my motive is so that I can feel like I'm important,
2: it, it, that's
0: a wrong motive. It, it
2: depends on what you want a million dollars. Like, if you're just gonna, if you're gonna, like, just if, you're, if you're gonna give it away, then that's um, that's a good motive, but. If you're gonna like do bad stuff with it, yeah, I like just keep perhaps
0: it. yeah, giving it away doesn't necessarily mean that that's a good motive. But yes, it depends on what you're wanting to do with it. Why are you wanting to do this thing in the first place, or have this thing in the first place?
1: But I mean, do you know? Do you? Well, this is a little bit off topic, but do you even know why rich people just keep their money? Because I mean, like, you can't just keep all that money for the rest of your life. Like, every single penny. And, like, you're going to need
0: groceries. You're going to need stuff. Well, I don't know. I think you're kind of making a really big generalization here, Leela. I think that um, not all rich people hoard money. And hoarding money is just like you're keeping more than you need. Mm -hmm. That is sinful, yes. If you keep more than you need and you see somebody who's hurting, suffering, and needs money and you're not sharing it, I think that that's wrong. I think that's sinful. Uh, But there are times when you need to collect what you need to accomplish, you know, what you're supposed to... Like, to stay alive, whatever, to to keep eating. There's nothing wrong with that.
3: Um, that guy who wasn't hoarding money, you know, he's super rich, what's his name? Uh, he was the gallery furniture guy. What about him? Um... Like, he would donate money and, like, like there was this uh, natural disaster and he um, he let a bunch of homeless people, like, um, sleep on his new beds.
0: Oh, yeah, okay, I know what you're talking about. There's a guy who owns a furniture store in our city and um, there was a big natural disaster and he let people who were affected by it come into his furniture store and take shelter there, and sleep in these beds that were on the display floor, and sit on the couches and all that stuff, um, to give them a place to 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 stay. And so that is an example of not hoarding wealth. Yes, he's very wealthy, but he's also sharing his wealth. Did you have something you wanted to say? You look very antsy over I here. I
1: found my note um, about the stuff that we were talking about.
0: Okay, about Moses. Um,
1: it's number one, and it says, "When you ask, you don't receive because you ask with the wrong
0: words." Well, the, the, the verse said you ask with the wrong motives. Motives does not mean words. They're not quite the same thing. Well, yeah, but I mean, like in this
1: kind of thing, I guess it could make sense. Um,
0: it could, but that's yeah. not what it means. So asking with wrong motives means that you're asking with the wrong reasons, and that's why God doesn't give you things. Now, that's not the only reason that God doesn't give you things, right? Sometimes He doesn't give you things because that's not what's best for you. But he doesn't want to give you things that he knows are going to be destructive for you. So, Noah, you are 15 years old. If I handed you a million dollars, do you think that you would make the exact same choices with what to do with that money as somebody who was maybe my age? Just, you know, responsible adult age.
2: No, because I don't have as much experience as them.
0: Okay, it's not necessarily just a lack of experience, right? It's also just... And I'm not trying to insult you, but it's just a lack of wisdom. You're just younger than I am. And I expect that you would probably want to spend it on like video games and-
1: I spend
2: a million dollars on video games.
0: Well, maybe not a million, but you'd probably spend a lot of it on video games, wouldn't you? You'd go buy yourself a PS4 or five or whichever one the newest one is, or right? Or another
1: Switch. Mm, I don't
0: know. You'd go buy yourself a really awesome car. Maybe. Maybe. The point is that just because we want stuff doesn't necessarily mean that it's good. A lot of times I hear people saying, well, I want that, it's a natural thing to want, and so therefore it's not wrong. Maybe that wanting that thing is not wrong, but your motives are not good. And sometimes having that thing is worse for you than not having it at all. And so sometimes that's why God is saying no. Um, And I think it's interesting that he follows that by saying that if you're a friend of the world, you're an enemy of God. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Because a lot of the things that people wanna ask for
1: is are like ruling the
0: world or worldly something. yeah they're goodly they're worldly things they're things that you can't take with you after you die yeah like wealth or power
1: yeah like um people like ask to um like get buried with their money so that they think that they can like take it up to heaven
0: yeah something like that yeah do you understand what it said Noah what what does it mean if you're a friend of the world
2: it means like you Think too much about the world and nothing about God.
0: Right, and what is the consequence of that?
2: You're an enemy of God.
0: You're an enemy yes. of God. And also ruling the world is hard work. Probably. I, I wouldn't know. I don't rule the world. So the next point I wanted to make is that it says to resist the devil and he will flee.
1: Yeah, but I mean, like, what does he mean by
0: resist the devil? So there's times when Satan is trying to tempt you.
1: Uh-huh. He's
0: trying to get you to do something you should be doing or he's t- telling you lies. You are not smart, you can't do this, whatever. And when those ha- when that happens, you resist the devil. What does that mean, Eva, to resist the devil?
3: Don't do what he's telling you to do.
0: Yeah, it means that you're opposing him. You're you're doing the opposite. You're kind of fighting. And it says that he will flee. What does it mean to flee? Run away. Run away. Oh, ah. John so and you think about like Satan is like, he's a very powerful dude.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He's a spiritual being. He is very real. He's very powerful. He will run away. He will flee when you resist him. That's all it takes is you just saying, no, you're wrong. You're lying. Not just, not just saying that though, but also saying, you know what? The Bible says this about me. And I choose to believe what the Bible says. I choose to believe what God says about me and not what Satan, what you're telling me is true about me. Satan lies, right? And so if we resist him, he will run away. Like there's a wasp chasing him. He will run away. Okay. Mm-hmm. It also says, it's kind of cool, the opposite of that. Draw near to God and what will happen, Eva?
1: Who lift you up?
0: No, nope. That oh, was later. That was a
1: different note.
0: If you draw near to God, he will... Go near to you. Good, Leela. You're on fire today. If you draw near to God, he will draw near to you. Mm -hmm. So, if you want the devil to go away, what do you need to do? Just say no. Resist him. Just say no. Come back at him with scripture. Yes. If you want God to come near to you, what do you need to do? Come near to him. Come near to him. How do you come near to God? What does that mean? Just like pull up a chair. No, no. how do you draw near to God?
2: Like spend more time with them, have a better relationship. How? Read the Bible and pray.
0: Good. You read your Bible, you and pray, worship. you worship. Those things draw you near to God. I know a lot of times people, I've heard people say, and I've said it myself, like, I don't feel like I'm close to God. I don't feel like, like God's ignoring me. Well, the truth is it's really me. I'm the one that's ignoring God. I'm the one that's not being close to him. I'm the one that's. Resisting God. And a lot of times I think it's really easy to blame God and say, Well, God, it's your fault that, you know, I don't feel close to you, but we aren't doing anything to take steps to be close to God. Can you be friends with somebody if you never talk to them? I guess you can. Not really. I mean, you can't be close friends. Like, do you feel close to people you never talk to?
2: You can be friends with a mute person. With a what? With a mute person or a deaf okay, that's person.
0: not what I'm talking about. Like you can you can still communicate with that person even though they may not be able to speak, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. My point is if you never communicate with a person, you cannot have a close relationship with them. The Bible here, James is saying that we can have a close relationship with God if we choose to communicate with them by prayer, by worship, by reading the Bible. Leela, did you have another point you wanted to bring up from this chapter? Mm-hmm. Did we cover everything you wanted to cover?
1: Except for all the rest of the notes.
0: Okay, I have one more thing I wanted to talk about. It was at the very end of this chapter, and it said, um, if you know the good that you ought to do and you don't do it, what is it?
1: Um,
0: what sin. You, it's sin. What is sin, Eva? Um,
3: disobeying God.
0: Yeah. So if you know there's something good that you're supposed to be doing and you don't do it, for you, it's sin. That doesn't mean it's sin for everybody every time, but for you, it's sin. So if you know that, hey, I should probably pick my socks up off the floor because my mom has been yelling at me to do that for a long time, and you still walk by and say, eh, that's sin. Mm -hmm. Because you're supposed to obey your parents, right?
1: That's also one of the 10 commandments.
0: If you know that God wants you to be generous and give generously, but you see your pile of money sitting there, and you go, "Uh, I don't really want to. I like having this big pile of money. That's sin.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: If you know you're gonna fail this test unless you look at your friend's test, you know what the right thing to do is. But if you choose not to, you choose to look at your friend's test, it's sin. That's a pretty high standard, isn't it? hmm hmm Does that make you maybe feel a little like you need to think carefully about the choices you make? Mm-hmm. hmm Do you have anything to add, Noah? Any no. comments? You're giving me a very blank stare. <laughs> is your brain just like checked out? Yes. Yes, Leila.
1: Can you go over the rest of my notes?
0: Yes, please. Go ahead.
1: Um, so there is... Two pages. Um, so when you ask, you do not receive because you have... The
0: wrong already, motives. Yeah, we talked yeah. about that one.
1: Um, come near to God and he will come near to you.
0: Mhm. I have that note too. Um,
1: it said something about the judges or like judging people, but yeah. I didn't catch that one.
0: So. Yeah, that was a good one. Did anybody want to explain, Noah, Eva, do either of y'all want to explain what that point was about the judging?
1: Like, if you judge someone, then,
0: like, you should be judged too. Well, yes, but that's not quite what it said. Um, I'm looking back in verse 11, James 4, 11. It says, Brothers and sisters, do not slander one another. That means speak evil about somebody else. Um, anyone who speaks against a brother or sister or judges them speaks against the law and judges it. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think he's saying like anytime you're, in, you're you're being judgmental of somebody that you're speaking against the law. I think it just means like oh look at him over there. He's constantly you know eating kosher foods. Let's let's be judgy on him like ew. Then you're also judging the law, and if you're judging the law, you're not keeping it but sitting in judgment of the law. So it's one thing to judge a person, but to judge the whole law. Who who gave the law, Eva? Oh, God. God God gave the law. So do you think it's a good idea to sit and judge the law that God gave? Mm -mm. The perfect law? Mm. Hmm. I'd be pretty careful there to be kind of judgmental of God and like you're the judge of God. That should kind of scare you a little bit. God is the judge. You are not the judge. Mm -hmm. There's only one lawgiver and judge, the one who is able to save and destroy so if I make a judgment, am I able to save anybody from hell? Mm-hmm. Am I able to destroy anybody and send them to hell? Mm-hmm. No. Can God do that? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Then who is actually the judge? God. God. I'm just one saying my opinions. Yes, Leila.
1: Can we still go over the rest of my notes?
0: Yes. Go ahead. What's your next point?
1: So um, we just now talked about the judges. Mm-hmm. So um, to help... Hum- uh, humble yourselves um, to the Lord
0: and he will lift you up yeah I think that's I yeah I made that same note Leela and I drew an arrow up to the very beginning where we talked about quarrels mm-hmm. because I think that that's a great way to avoid quarrels mm-hmm. to avoid fighting with other people is to humble yourself
1: mm-hmm. um, I have a last one and it's pretty good
0: hold on so, before we move on I want to okay. spend some time talking about that. I want you kids to think about, when you had an argument about something, would you agree that most of the time that argument comes from a lack of humility? What humility? Humbling yourself.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, you would say so, Mm Leela? What about you, Noah? When you think about arguments that you've been in, do you think that a root cause, or part of a root cause was a lack of humility? Yes. Yeah, what about you, Eva? (coughs) Were you like uh, me being selfish? Not necessarily selfish, but prideful, I think would be a better way. Somebody, the reason for the, the the cause of the argument is somebody being prideful.
3: I don't know about recently.
0: Well, not recently. I'm just saying in general, most of the arguments that you've been in, has it been as a result of somebody being prideful? No?
3: It's mostly someone wanting something.
0: Why? Because they're prideful?
3: No, because I want, cause I want it.
0: They just want that thing because they feel like they deserve it. Like they're prideful.
1: I guess.
0: Maybe maybe sit and think about it and let me know. We can talk about it later. Yes. Can Leave we the... do the last one? Hold on. Mm-hmm. I know you're ready to move on. Just hang tight. Mm-hmm. So he's saying there to humble yourself and then God will lift you up. So I think that that's a big cause, at least for me. Like when I have arguments, that's a big cause is I don't want to humble myself or the other person refuses to humble themselves. I'm trying to lift myself up or what I want or my desires, whatever. I'm trying to lift myself up. And that causes arguments. And he's saying God is going to lift you up if you humble yourself. And if God lifts you up, it's so much better than if you try to do it yourself. hmm Like,
1: um... If you like if you do something that you think would be good for you and then yet later you're like, Oh, I never should have done that Or like mm-hmm. if you were trying to help and then like you made a huge mistake and you're like, Oh, I never should have done that
0: and then So like- you're trying to you, you end up making it worse for yourself sometimes? Uh-huh. Yeah, I could see that. Okay, so what's your last point, Leela? Um
1: it's actually not bad one, and it's the, uh, you are a mist, and you'll stay for a while and vanish.
0: What did you think about that?
1: Well, um, sometimes I think if it's like foggy outside, and like the windows are all fogged up or something,
0: mm-hmm. then
1: um, like later today, you just come back in a couple hours, and it's just gone.
0: Yeah, and he's saying your life is like that. Mm-hmm. So you remember those days when you've seen like fog, and it's like a mist, Uh And then it's gone and it's completely forgotten the next Mm -hmm. day. Does it make you feel... How does it make you feel to think that James is comparing your life to that mist?
1: Well, like you you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Like, you could just vanish. Like, um, what's one of your plans for tomorrow?
0: To do the laundry.
1: You might not even end up doing laundry you might end up doing something else instead you have no idea what's actually going to happen it's okay just... so you
0: you're saying that the, by saying like james saying that you're a mist it makes you feel like you're really not in as much control as you think you're under
1: mm-hmm. i might not even go to school tomorrow
0: I'm... you wish <laughs> yeah i wish so noah what do you think about that where it says what is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. That's verse 14, by Use the way. Use your
2: time wisely.
0: Use your time wisely? Yes. That's a good reminder. I like that you got that. Is
2: your life is short. Issue? You only have a little bit of time to do whatever God wants you to do.
0: Ah, that was really important, I think, that you said that. To do what God wants you to do. Not mm-hmm. that you have this selfish desire to do what you want to do, but that you do what God wants you to do. That's
3: the reason you're here.
0: That Yeah, that is the reason you're here. And... Um, You know, your life may be a mist and it vanishes. But um, if you're doing what God wants you to do with your life, it doesn't really entirely vanish. It's not forgotten completely. God remembers it. Um. But if you're wasting your time on your selfish motives, it's gone. Poof. That's it. It's over. Once your life is over, it's done. There's nothing. There's no evidence that you were here after you did it. You know, 100 years after you die, no one's going to care. After
2: after you die, there's just... Even after like a thousand years, there's still some evidence that you did it. Like, well, oh,
0: yes, but like, do you really care deeply that somebody 300 years ago had? I was gonna say a fancy car, but they didn't have cars back then. But maybe a fancy chariot. Do you care? No. Yeah. Do you think somebody 200 years from now is gonna care what kind of car you drove? Mm-mm. Nope. Nobody cares. Only you care, and you only care for a short period of time, and then it becomes not awesome anymore. Like, think about, like the best Christmas gift you ever got. Like you were probably super duper excited about it at first and now you're mm-hmm. kind of like, yeah, it was great, but you know, you're not as excited right now as you were then.
1: Uh-huh. Um, also the weird, um, I only care what kind of car they drove if. or if. if like, it was just their feet,
0: even if it they was- They were just like Fred Flintstone car. They were using their feet.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fred, <laughs> Eva, Fred, Fred
0: Flintstone.
1: And like, Never you just mind. sit and then use your feet like those little tiny baby cars. Like you just uh, Yes, that's, that's a
0: Fred Flintstone car. Y'all are too young to remember this, but there was a cartoon when we were kids and there's like this guy that lived in the Stone Age. His name was Fred Flintstone and they didn't have motors back then so they sat in their car and they used their feet to make it go. <laughs> okay, anyway, Eva, what does that make you think about or how does that make you respond to say that your life is a mist that appears for a little while and then it vanishes?
3: It. <laughs> You're born, and because the universe has been here for so long, it's only a little time, like a hundred years, that you're here, mm-hmm. and then you vanish. Probably less, but maybe.
0: Yeah, I think I, I really go along more. I think I personally—it's not that you guys are wrong, girls—but I I agree more with what Noah was saying that you have a short period of time, and you are really subject to god's will more than you might think you are and um you don't have as much choice as you think you do about where you're going to go it's a mist like can you really control where a mist goes kind of not really well i mean like you could just like i don't know like get a fan and then just like fan to the neighbors or well you can do that with your life what noah
2: you can do that with your life
0: you, well no you can you can have some control over your life sure be, i don't
2: yeah but we be,
0: Explain what you mean by that.
2: Lila said that uh, you can control mist with a fan, well, but that's not like how it was with your life. It's- um,
0: Right, so give me an example of how it's not like that with your life.
2: You can't control what happens to you. you. can't Whatever happens to you depends on what happens with other places in the world, like what other people do. You can't control their motives.
0: Oh, so you can't control other people. You can control yourself, but you can't control. That's a really good point. So you can only you can't.
2: control like a small part, a small part of the mist, right?
0: And even yourself, sometimes you don't always have full control over what happens to you, mm-hmm. right? So you can try, but you know, just like a mist, it just goes where God decides it's going to go, and you might have a little bit of say here and there, but it's ultimately not up to you. Some people, the mist is only you know, teeny tiny for other people, they get a long time. I say this when I say teeny tiny, I mean like a short amount of time. Some people's lives are very short and some are longer. We don't really have a whole lot of control over that. Some people have a very poor quality of life. Some people have a great quality of life. We don't have control over that. The point is that we need to make the best of what's been given to us and be humble about it. If we've been given more than other people, we should be humble about it. Um, if we, other people have been given more than us, we shouldn't be hateful of those people for that. They have their own set of things to deal with, right? So I I really like what you just said, Noah. You don't always have control over everything, but you do have control over some things and your job is not to, you're not here to control. You're here to submit to God because it's easy to try to take control. Lots of people are really good at being in control. Some people aren't, but lots of people like control. They like being in control. Our point, our purpose is to submit to God and humble ourselves and love each other. That was Jesus' whole message, was love each other. Mm -hmm. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. He never said, love yourself as yourself. (laughs) Hmm. But um, when I
1: think of like love your neighbor as yourself, I think he means like you should
0: love your neighbor as much as you love yourself. Right, the same way that you love yourself. Mm -hmm. Like you take care of yourself, you brush your teeth, you make sure you eat healthy food. That doesn't mean you have to go brush your neighbor's (laughs) teeth. (laughs) But you do need to make sure that you're taking care of other people the way you take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes. Does anybody have anything else to add?
1: Do you want me to say something?
0: Do you have something to say? No. No? Okay.
1: Wait. Um. Can I just like read all the notes
0: without a long? Time? Go ahead. Read me one more. All right. Um. I have one more, but I can just get one. more. Just tell me one more. Tell me something that you thought about James four.
1: Um. So. I think what he means by like the humble yourselves to the Lord and He will lift you up. Mm-hmm. I think what he means by that is like, if you are humble to the Lord, then he will be humble to you,
0: maybe, I don't know. Well, I don't think it means that he's gonna be humble to you. I think it means that the way that he lifts you up is better than anything you could do to lift yourself up.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So when you're not being humble, when you're being prideful and you're saying, I demand to be lifted up like this, fine, you get that. But when God lifts you up, it's even better. Mm -hmm, Like whatever you were aiming for, you kinda look foolish.
1: Yeah, like um, if I were standing up right now, I can't lift myself up with my arms like,
0: oh. I don't think that's what he means. He doesn't mean like physically pick you up and carry you on his back. It well, means yeah. like, but. you know, make you, lifts you up, meaning like he, how would you describe that, Eva, when God lifts you up?
3: He does good things to you?
0: Yeah, that's a good way of saying it. Like he blesses you.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah, and um, also like, I think it would also be something like, if he lifts you up, then he's, like, maybe, like, having a stronger relationship. Like, an even, even stronger
0: relationship. Yeah, that's great. Okay, I think we're all done with James Ford. James Ford. James Ford. <laughs> no, James Ford. I said James Ford. I know you said James Ford. I said James Four. We are all done with James Ford. <laughs> <Yay. laughs> And we will see you guys next time. Take care. Bye.